0: Welcome back to The Road to Seven with Sheila Cummins. I am so tickled that you've chosen to spend the next little bit with me here today as today's topic is so important, especially if you are a woman entrepreneur. And the chances are pretty good that you are a woman entrepreneur if you're listening to this podcast because that's what we talk about each and every week. We talk about the journeys that women take in order to build their businesses. There's a concept that I've been really fueling or figuring out over the last couple years that I call the hidden microcosm of women entrepreneurs. It was a reality that became pretty quickly clear to me as I started this business and one that has evolved after having spent over 12 years supporting other women to grow their businesses. It is also the concept that we are using to drive forward with our Capital Access Program, which is a really important part of our business growth. We've always been dedicated to removing barriers to business growth for all women, but this is that final key that has been missing. We love to provide great content. We have really strong and impactful coaching programs where the women are getting unbelievable results. And we also have a really, really strong community. There does come a point, though where every company in order to grow is going to require an infusion of capital. Women are bootstrapping their own businesses because they are being overlooked as being a good investment. And it is the concept of the hidden microcosm that is going to help open the doors and overcome this challenge that has been prevalent for years. I hope you enjoy this episode, and I sure hope you're going to stay connected with us as we shift along our own Road to Seven to support you along your Road to Seven. Welcome to the Road to Seven. I'm your host, Sheila Cummins. I am an entrepreneur, a mentor, an investor, a wife, and mom to three beautiful children. Women entrepreneurs are up-leveling and changing the rules for business strategy, leadership, success, money, and impacting the world every single day. The Road to 7 is the diary of business strategy for women entrepreneurs. We meet you where you're at in your business and champion you along the road to your vision. And I am honored you chose to join us today. Ready to go? Buckle up. It's time to hit the road. I am so proud to be leading the road to seven business as we continue finding ways to remove barriers to business growth for you, for women entrepreneurs, women who are coming from all races, all religions, all sexual orientations and creeds, women of all ages who have a common goal. Their common goal is to create a profitable business that helps fuel the lifestyle that they desire. Women are building businesses at a faster rate than men right now. There is a massive exodus of women from corporate culture into entrepreneurship, and it is fueling our economy by over a trillion dollars a year. This microcosm is growing and expanding because it employs millions of other people. It is also helping create financial security for families and women, all while positively impacting the advancement of humankind. Let's just get a couple definitions straight before we start jumping into this concept. First and foremost, let's look at the massive spectrum that small business defines, just the concept of small business alone serves companies that are earning zero dollars all the way over to five million dollars in revenue. But here's the thing. A company that is under a million versus companies that are over a million, they have different issues and different problems. And the reality is when we look at the kinds of businesses that women are starting, they are creating predominantly service-based businesses that support someone else. They help someone else in a way. Coaching, consulting, freelancing, agencies. There is no end to the creativity that women are bringing to the business background. But we have been asking the wrong question. We have been asking, why are there not more women getting investment? Well, we need to actually break this conversation into two. First and foremost, we need to see that most women, in fact, 97% of women remain under a million dollars in revenue. And so it really becomes a part of this microbusiness concept that is overlooked not only by society, it's dismissed as a cottage industry or side hustles, or it's dismissed as, you know, this cute entity that a, a certain woman is building, or, "Oh, she just sells this, this and this to try and make some extra coins for her family." You know, microbusiness is a really critical part of our economy. It is the very first part that gets hit in a global crash, but it is also the very first part that can grow back and bounce back after it's been knocked down. So it makes sense that investors don't want to invest in micro business. The reason is very simple there's not enough of a business to buy a portion of. Women are not for the most part, building the next Google or the next Amazon. And so here's where we need to differentiate. The women that are building the highly scalable tech, SaaS, big business model businesses are also not receiving the funding that they deserve. And that is a topic for another episode. What I'm talking about today is the investment in micro-business and this microcosm of women entrepreneurs that are having a massive impact on our global economy and on their families and on people. And so, of course, investors are not going to be buying portions of company that are not large enough to buy or whose vision is not large enough to scale into a multi-billion dollar industry. But that doesn't mean that this group of businesses don't deserve an investment. It means we need to ask a different question. We need to ask, how can we better invest in the micro businesses that women are launching, growing and scaling so that they can continue to do what it is that they do and impact the people that they impact. Let's talk first about this massive exodus of women from the corporate culture. You know, I've interviewed quite a few people lately who have been studying it and who have been really trying to understand what's going on. And really what they've done is put some data behind what we already know to be true. It is an uneven playing field out there. There are biases and barriers to women in boardrooms and in C-suite roles simply because of the way that our society has evolved. That is slowly changing, obviously not fast enough for any of us. It's actually been a gift to entrepreneurship because it's attracting such a high quality woman who is running such an impactful business. The women are coming in droves. They're taking their years of expertise and education and passion and developing companies that are built on purpose. They're built on a purpose that is greater than simply making revenue. They are built with the purpose to help change society. Banks don't really want to invest in these micro-businesses. They don't see the viability or the long-term options. And that's a real shame. But I also think it opens up the opportunity. If financial institutions and investors don't see the benefit of this micro business, then let's create a platform that does. And that's where the capital access program that we're creating through the Road to Seven comes into play. You know, when women leave corporate, a lot of times I hear them say it's because they want to create a more balanced lifestyle, one where they can be more available to their families, to themselves. They want to reconnect with themselves and find joy again. They've been working themselves so hard to try and fit into the corporate expectations, to move up the ladder, to advance their careers, and they're realizing that no matter how hard they work, they're either not going to get where they want to go, or it's not serving them. Or there's women who've been highly successful in the corporate world that are starting their businesses, but they just don't find that it's fulfilling for them anymore. It's not exciting. It doesn't fuel them up. They're burnt out. They're exhausted. And entrepreneurship offers this opportunity for them to play in their genius and serve those they want to serve while also creating this business that offers financial freedom and fulfillment. And so when we look at the needs of a micro business, it's very different from what banks and what investors are looking for. When women are growing a business, they absolutely need education. Nine times out of ten, they have monetized a skill that they have, but do not have the business knowledge to create a self-sustaining entity. The problem is we are over-educating women entrepreneurs. When the pandemic hit a year ago, Governments stepped up, the Canadian government in particular stepped up and infused millions and millions of dollars into education for women entrepreneurs. What they didn't do is provide much needed capital to help these women stay on their feet while their businesses were either annihilated, shut down, or couldn't be run because the women were now at home having to homeschool their children, who were all of a sudden underfoot 24-7. Most of these companies fell through the cracks of all criteria for financial support that was offered because women run businesses differently. And that's why we, as this microcosm of women entrepreneurs, have such a potential to create our own economy where micro-business receives micro-loans from a company that sees them and hears them and understands them and looks through each application based on an individual basis. It's not just about your credit score. It's not just about your revenue last year. It's about you as the entrepreneur. It's about the company that you're building and its viability in our economy. It's about the ideas that are going untapped because there isn't the access to capital that's needed in order to make that most important hire or to invest in that inventory that's needed or to go and take that training that is going to be the clincher. When you do invest in women entrepreneurs, the reality is you're not just investing in them, you're investing in a greater economy because women entrepreneurs tend to hire other women entrepreneurs. For example, in my company, I hire other coaches, I hire copywriters, graphic designers, social media managers, a bookkeeper. All of those investments, a lawyer, (laughs) marketing support, all of those investments are money that's going from the revenue that I have earned as a micro business, as a small business, and I'm infusing it into somebody else's business, which then in turn fuels them to be able to hire contractors or employees to support what it is that they do. This is not to be overlooked. When the pandemic hit and companies were receiving millions and billions of dollars in financial bailouts from the companies, these women were digging deep and were just starting small again. They bounced back faster than any other business. Why? Because of the scale that they're operating on. And so when we look at investing in a woman, we are not just investing in her and her company and the impact that it can have. We're also fueling the economy at large by helping other people bounce back. But the reality is we are also supporting a woman to lead a fulfilling life to lead a life that brings her joy and passion. And we all know the role and the impact that women can have on society. You know, I've heard it said before that if you want to change society, you go talk to the grandmothers because they are the caregivers. The other reality of of investing in women and helping them build their businesses is the trickle-down effect that it has on the people in their lives, the role models. Our future generations. You know, I think about my daughter who's watching me grow this business and can see that anything is possible. All my kids are watching my husband and I build our own respective small businesses and provide for our family by doing work that we love. They see us really wanting to work on a Monday morning, not dreading going out the door and, and leaving them. It also allows us to be more available for them. We can be around and go to the hockey games when hockey gets started again or go to the school debates or watch them after school. We can be available because we have the flexibility in our schedule to be able to do that. We get to prioritize them while still financially meeting our goals and the needs for our growth. And, you know, that role modeling, I think, is a way for us to change this culture that we have of hustle and you know you got to work hard and the the number of hours that people are working around the clock to make ends meet i think we can change that narrative for future generations and help them find a bit of a better balance and flow to their life to prioritize themselves and their family over work and so when we think of this microcosm of women entrepreneurs think about yourself think about the impact that you have. How much did you impact on the economy last year? How much did you employ other people last year? What impact is the work that you're doing having on society? If you can't put your hand on it, I think you're looking in the wrong spot. You've got to look at the results and the feedback from your clients and use that as a fuel to just keep going and know that all those days where you feel like nobody's paying attention to you, nobody can hear you, nobody values the work that you do, you got to start by valuing yourself and the work that you are doing and then you will start seeing how other people are valuing you. I think a part of our challenge this year as we're unloading the capital access program is to clearly articulate the importance of small business. And it's okay if you're running a business that is being deemed as a cottage industry. I remember going to a cocktail party a a year or so ago. It's over a year ago now. And one of the men in the room was sort of saying, hey, how's your gig going? And I sort of looked at him and I thought, gig? I said, oh, do you mean how's my business going? He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. How's your gig going? And I said, "Uh, well, what do you think would make it successful? He goes, ah, I don't don't know. Are you making money? And I said, well, what do you think would be a great amount of money for me to make with my gig? And he said, $40,000 probably a year. I don't know. What do you think it is? And I looked at him and I just laughed and I said, well, my company just made over $40,000 last month. Does that mean it's going well? And he sort of turned red and blushed. But it's, you know, I use this example to illustrate that people think that what we're doing, my friends, is insignificant. Like it's just cute bringing in a couple dollars here and there. But if you're running a micro business or a small business, you could be earning Millions and you could be earning thousands. And either is perfectly fine as long as it's serving you. And so if we can change the narrative about what it is that we're doing. And we can stand in the value and power of what it is that you offer and speak confidently about it and get it out in the world. I don't care if you're selling leggings or socks or you're selling coaching or you're selling a service. It has a value to someone. And no matter how much money you're making, it is positively impacting something somewhere. And we see you. And we love what you're doing. And so the theme for International Women's Day this year, which is what prompted this podcast recording, is choose to challenge. And so this year we are choosing to challenge the access to capital for women entrepreneurs and launch this micro lending platform that will help infuse cash into micro business which is where it's needed for growth and then I, I invite you to join us on this journey join us in this process join us at the road to 7 come join the road to 7 facebook group if you want to come and learn a little bit more about how we run if you want to stay connected to the Capital Access program, just go to the roadtoseven.com slash capitalaccess and you can join our mailing list so that you can stay up to date with what we're doing. It is an honor to serve women like you, women of all races, all religions, women of all sexual orientations or creeds, women of all ages, because the work that you're doing matters. And investing in you, whether it's time or money, just simply makes good sense. Thank you for being part of this powerful microcosm of our economy and being part of the women entrepreneurial world. Thank you for listening to The Road to Seven.